2: Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9am to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156.
3: This is Denise Salcedo with the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. And this is the weekend edition of the Busted Open Podcast. On today's show, we'll break down the full Money in the Bank card Could we see Solo Sokoa turn on Roman Reigns tonight? Find out what Mark thinks and who comes out on top in the men's and women's Money in the Bank matches? We'll see. So let's talk about what went down last night on SmackDown. So we had Logan Paul as a special guest in the Grayson Waller Effect and during this, Uh, We ended up having Logan be booed by the people in London, which is not at all surprising considering that Logan Paul tends to be booed all the time. But he basically tells Grayson Waller that he's not going to be happy. He's not going to be contempt until he has gold around his waist. He is then met by Ali Knight, who comes out to a massive reaction. And we end up getting this little back and forth here between Ali Knight and Logan Paul, which felt very appropriate considering. Considering that those are the two top people that people are predicting may or may not be winning the money in the bank briefcase. But we had a a line from Logan Paul to Allie Knight during the segment, though, where he tells to him. All I see is a guy who was supposed to be a manager in WWE after 20 years of a lackluster career, which was kind of a, you know, a a pretty savage line from Logan Paul. Immediately after this, we get Santos Escobar running out there, Butch running out there. This then leads to a triple threat match between Escobar, Butch, and LA Knights with Butch winning. But even during this match, though, we had a little bit more of a confrontation between Logan Paul and LA Knight. So Mark, with all of that being said, what did you make of this segment last night on SmackDown?
2: Well, first off, I apologize. I thought I could handle it. Um, It was a little bit much, but last night, watching LA Knight reminded me, and I hope it reminded the rest of the world that LA Knight is over. He is one of the top wrestlers in the industry with his wrestling and entertainment combined. And that's what it's about. He controlled the crowd. The people feel like they got their money's worth. They feel like, you know what, I, 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 I ride with LA Knight. And LA Knight is, he carried that segment. Paul might be the most recognizable, Because of social media and his influence and all of that stuff. But last night in that ring, L.A. Knight said it the best. He said, this is my ring. And he really meant this is my arena. Pro wrestling is me. You're a visitor. Know your role. And it it came off like that. I mean, the match... I could have did with the match or did without the match after the the banter at the beginning because that was the meat of it. And um, if L.A. Knight does not win the Money in the Bank, I'm going to be pissed.
3: And here's the thing. I kind of wanted to see more of this interaction between Logan Paul and L.A. Knight. Like, I didn't feel – Like they gave us, like it was a quick little tease, but you could tell there was still more there and they quickly just went into, okay, let's have this run and let's have this run. And when that happened, I thought, Oh, man, like I was still waiting to see what was going to happen. What else was going to be say? What what other one liners were going to be thrown out there? And here's the thing, though, is that you did have La Knight go out there to a massive reaction and the people were hanging on to his every word. But I actually did think that Logan Paul kind of came out stronger in this promo exchange because that one line that he had towards to towards Ellie Knight, I didn't feel that La Knight's comeback. Was that strong because when Logan Paul threw that, that shot at him, I thought, oh man, like if I were LA night, I got to come back with something strong. Yeah. And I didn't necessarily get that. So for me, that's why I was a little bit upset when it ended so abruptly.
2: Yeah, I, I, did, I thought that he should have had a comeback. But then they they brought in um, um, the, Santos. the Latino world order and it cut him off. And I'm like, why? Why does he keep getting cut off? It's like you don't want him to get over. (laughs) Like, what's the deal? (laughs) Like, okay, shut up. And I'm like, dang, you let somebody drop a bomb on you like that, and you can't respond. Like, that's it was. I think it was unfair because they were on their way to having one of those uh, promo segments that. I think everybody would have remembered for a long, long time.
3: There was definitely more there. They could have milked it a lot more. And even during the match, when we had that outside interaction with LA Knight and Logan Paul, it made it very clear that that is the focus in this money in the bank. Like, yeah, you got, you know, all these other guys in it, but... I don't think the conversation is around them whatsoever. I think the conversation is around is WWE going to listen to the fans, going to listen to the audience reaction and have Ellie Knight win the money in the bank briefcase, or are they going to go something closer with their MO, which is giving the money in the bank briefcase to Logan Paul.
2: You know what? History says they're going to do the latter that they're going to go with Paul. They're going to market the hell out of it. It's going to be big entertainment internationally. But for the wrestling fan, I think they want L.A. Knight. They want him to have that briefcase to be able to call his shot against anybody. I don't think the L.A. Knight would be the guy that cashes it in the first week, the second week. I think he'll milk it and – use it as a tool to uh, become more popular and more famous and possibly even get enough wins under his belt to be a viable commodity to be a, a force against one of the world champions.
3: And so you said that, like, you know, being a force against one of the champions and maybe holding it on and milking it a little bit. That's exactly what I want to see, too. Like, here's the thing, though. My prediction, because like you mentioned, WWE would tend to give the briefcase to Logan Paul instead. I my prediction is Logan Paul. I would be surprised if they actually went with alley Knights just because the people wanted alley Knight. I would be very, very surprised. So my is prediction is
2: in on this. I think
3: they always are. Aren't they like, aren't they like, in a? I don't know the details about whether or not they're an official partner. I have no idea.
2: I'm just saying that if they have prop bets to figure out who's going to win, um, if I was a betting guy, which I'm not, I would put my money on Paul. Because that's kind of been the M.O. of WWE. But my heart would say, dummy, put your money on L.A. Night. Because I I look at it like, uh, listen, I know that people are going to be mad at me. But if you gamble away your last $20, you're a dummy. Stop it. Go get some help. I'm praying for y'all.
3: Man, Mark, this is reminding me of the time that you scolded me cuz I was wasting my money in Las Vegas.
2: Uh, you remember getting scolded? Yeah, Same I thing. remember getting Same scolded. Same thing. Nothing's changed since that that time. <laughs> Nothing's changed, please. And,
3: and I kept I kept spending them dollar bills. I was like a 20 oh year old. Oh my
2: gosh. There. In the immortal words of Red Fox and San Francisco you big dummy. <laughs> Stop it. it.
3: Any of it back either. So yeah, you're definitely right on this. But going back to what is being talked about here with Logan Paul and Allie Knight, it I okay, so official prediction for me, yes, Logan Paul, because that's what I'm expecting them to do. Right. And I like you said. They're going to market the hell out of it. They're going to, you know, you're going to see it all over the websites and everybody's going to be like, Logan Paul, Money in the Bank briefcase winner. And if Logan Paul does win, great, because I do like Logan Paul in terms of what they can do with him as the Money in the Bank holder. And I do think that they can have, you know, a lot of fun with teasing it, but that doesn't mean they can't do that with L.A. Knight either. So L.A. Knight is clearly the the, the fan favorite. He's the people's choice right now to win this briefcase. And I do right. think that he needs it, right? He needs it because we were just talking he about this a couple it. weeks ago, Mark. We were talking about how he's not necessarily right now going to be the guy to defeat Roman Reigns. So what else do you have the guy get?
2: Denise, I'm going to equate it to the video game. You, you ever played the... Uh, um the the video games, the wrestling video games. I played a couple back. They have, back in the- they have modes where you have to win a tag team championship. You have to win an intercontinental championship. You have to win the cruiserweight championship. Once you win all of these different titles, then your character powers up. And then you can go against the top wrestlers on that game. And, L.A. Knight haven't done that. Where's his power-ups? He needs this. He needs to win the money in the bank as a power-up. He needs to win a match against somebody credible for an intercontinental championship, for uh, a tag team championship, in order for him to be looked at as somebody, even if you don't win a championship. You have a great tag team match, L.A. Knight paired off with somebody, and they beat uh, the Usos or Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, you know, the Street Profits. Then it's, it's a level up. It's a power up. And then people can say, wow, L.A. Knight can work with anybody. That's, that's not happening with him. He's not getting these encouraging things that are taking him to the next level. And until they do that and make the commitment to do that, he's going to be middle of the road, and I hate that because he worked his ass off to even win me over. I was one of his biggest haters. I said he was too much like Arab- like people that throughout history, and he won me. Like, get a dude a chance. Dang.
3: So here's the thing you mentioned power-ups right and you're 100% right with this because if you really break down what they have had LA Knight do on Smackdown what he's got an over based on you know what we've what based on you know you got the yeah thing going for him he's got the you know he's got the vibe he's got the attitude that people like and want to relate to and want to get excited about right and then you've also seen you know pure bits and pieces of his in-ring work but when you really think about it has he yet had a massive feud on the main roster no he had that program with Bray Wyatt and unfortunately that was kind of a stinker and that could have easily ruined things for Ally Knight and then prior to that who was he on the main roster Max Dupree he recently did an interview with Chris Van Vliet where he thought he was going to get fired after that back in 2022 so things haven't necessarily been super hot for La knight on the main roster and so with that being said you need to give the fans something right to say hey this is why you're rooting for this guy let's validate why you guys are exactly
2: reacting to this guy. exactly and they allowed to bring up something that was very strong they let Paul bring up the fact that he was a manager, that he was brought there to be a manager. And I was hoping and praying, oh, man, this is going to be good. And I leaned in. And then, of course, you know, we got interruption. But I was hoping that he was going to say something to the fact of, yeah, um, a lot of people underestimated my talent. This company underestimated my talent. The fans underestimated my talent. And I, by God, I hope that you and everybody in the money in the bank, ladder match, underestimate my talent. Because that's going to just make my job easier to get to the top of that ladder, pull down that briefcase, and show the rest of the world who the hell L.A. Knight is. And if they would have been able to do that, that would have gave him a power-up. We would have cared more. And, and I'm telling you, like wrestling, people say feelings. Feelings? There's no feelings in wrestling. Yes, there is. That's what it's all about. It's about how the wrestler in the ring makes me feel. And if I have compassion for him, if I have hate for him, if I have admiration for him, I'm proud of him, whatever emotion that's drawn, L.A. Knight didn't have the opportunity to get that last night. He didn't, and he should have.
3: So let me ask you two questions, Mark. If L.A. Knight wins the Money in the Bank briefcase, do you have him go for, for a Roman's title? Do you have him go for Seth's World Heavyweight Championship? Or do you have him you know, go for Austin Theory's U.S. title? What do you have him do if he wins? And my other question is, what do you have him do if he loses, where do you go from there?
2: if he loses, I'm gonna start with the losing. If he loses, it's not gonna be it's not gonna be the end, but it's gonna be like a rebuild. It's like tear down and then you know what, let's 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 uh put some bells and whistles on LA night. Let's give him a new entrance. Let's let's uh change his gear, let's, you know, give him a different finish. You know, so it's going to be a rebuild. But if he wins, oh man, he could go on there and say, Look at me, look at me. I was meant for this. And I would go right into an In Austin theory. You have talked the talk. It's time to walk the walk. And LA Knight just got some brand new boots. Let's go. And I would go right at Austin Theory and I would have him win. And then it's like levels. You ain't going just going to run up on Seth Rollins. <laughs> You're not just going to run up on Roman Reigns. You got to go through Cody Rhodes. You got to go through Brock Lesnar. You got to go. it's, it's it's too many levels. You go at you go at uh, Austin Theory. And then you become that champion. And then you walk to the ring. And you have that title and you go, you know what? It's been a long road for me to get here. But I'm not done. This is not where it ends. I want all the gold. And if I have whatever I have to do to be the number one contender is what I have to do. And I will let him win. Build him. Get behind, put the machine, put the rocket on him, whatever you want to call it. Then you have somebody that you can put in there against a Cody Rhodes, that you can put in there a, against a Seth Rollins. you know, And all the guys that are at that level, it's, it's man, it's about 20 of them. It's about 20 guys you can have matches with that you can build him with. And then there's only about five or six guys that's in that golden circle. The Roman Reigns is the Cody Rhodes – Seth Rollins, like, there's the AJ Styles, like, you know, the Randy Orton's, like, there are, and and imagine this, they build all of this up, and he goes, I'm I'm becoming a legend, and then Randy Orton comes back, his music hit, and I'm the legend killer, like, I mean, there's so many other options that you can do that you got to think down the line.
3: but let's get into the women's money in the bank ladder match. We are going to be seeing Zelina Vega, Becky Lynch, Bailey, Sky, and Trish Stratus all in this match here. So with that being said, let's get right to it. Mark, who's your prediction? Who's going to come out victorious?
2: Ooh. Okay. Lay it down again. Give me all my options so I can really chew on this.
3: Okay. So you got Zelina Vega,
2: Becky Lynch, Bailey, uh-huh.
3: Eo yeah. Sky, who's a pretty popular option for a lot of people, oh, and then of man. course Trish Stratus. Oh. Oof. They can go any direction here.
2: Yeah, in a popularity contest, I would have to go with Becky Lynch. But you also wanna you also wanna build somebody. And I'm just strongly in the belief of building for the future. And Selena Vega has done everything that's been asked of her. And, you know, you go all the way back to the match she had uh, with Rhea in Puerto Rico. Um, That was the prime opportunity to do the right thing. Didn't happen. I think this is the time. This is
3: the time. Really? If yeah. she wins, what do you have her do with it? What's the end goal with Zelina Vega I, as the win the briefcase winner?
2: I think that she carries that briefcase around like a the most prized position that's ever been in anybody's grasp and make her um patient but um finally getting that that you know that true individual light shined on her for a title other than you know what they had in Puerto Rico, which that was just tailor-made and it just didn't happen. And she carried herself. Like that match was pretty damn good. And I know she can have that type of match with anybody uh, that's on the roster.
3: Do you think that having Zelina Vega win would add more legitimacy to the LWO? Do you think the LWO needs it? Because I don't think many of us are expecting Santos to win for the men's side. So would it add to that?
2: I think somebody needs to to take up the mantle as a a champion in that faction. You can't just keep beating all the people in a faction. After a while, people are going to just look at them as the job squad. And we all know that that's not valuable for no wrestler. Uh, so I think this is the time. Pull the trigger, guys. We want to see it.
3: So to that point, though, that you made about Zelina Vega and the way that she carried herself and everything that happened in Backlash, another person's name who stood out at Backlash was EO Sky. And Eosky Sky is in this match and she got, she was super over in that match against Bianca Belair. So what are the chances? Because I think that based on what I've seen on social media, she seems to be one of the favorite picks because people kind of want to see her against Asuka. If that's a possibility, people want that possibility. Do you think that there's a chance that Eosky Sky takes this one? And is that something you'd be interested in?
2: uh not my number one choice but she even with even with her losing she still could uh be there for Oscar what's what's saying that Oscar don't call her out I mean they they've had these issues uh if she's able to get past Charlotte Flair and Bianca and then she could call out I know you've been watching me I see you watching me you can always go to them
3: and the other thing too is, if EO Sky does win, you know that's going to continue to further uh, cause the dissension of damage control because you know Bailey ain't going to be too happy about that. So there's going to be something here that's got to happen between Bailey and Io Sky during this match, where either Io Sky takes it, Bailey takes it, or they both end up kind of screwing each other.
2: That's that's one of the ways reasons that I think that she's not going to win is because of dissension between her and Bailey and uh uh somebody's gonna get greedy at some point you gotta get rid of some of these factions that are not being highly successful like where where's the success in 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 damage control I'll wait you're right I mean they
3: did have the tag titles for a while that you know they they kind of started out on a pretty good note but I feel like maybe they just didn't continue keeping it strong with damage control and that's the thing like I almost felt too that the dissension of damage control kind of came a little bit too soon because I feel like when it comes to these groups with the women I feel like they always end them too soon and it's not every day that we have like a female faction so for me I did kind of wanted to continue to see uh damage control be this powerhouse
2: You know what, I I think it's cool, but dissension is better, especially if you can build another character and you get two matches for the price of one. In this match, I think that you have the dissension. You know, I'm going up. No, I'm going up. They both crash and burn, and then Zelina is the one that benefits from the fact that um, through the squabbling, she was able to make it and um I think that would be a good finish
3: so I'm gonna go with Becky Lynch here and the reason I'm gonna go with Becky Lynch is because that I mean yeah of course money right but I want to see her and Rhea I want to see her and Rhea Ripley I need that match I want that match Uh, I don't care how we get there if this is an option to get there I'll take it I'll grab it I want to see Becky and Rhea
2: And and what's stopping you from getting that regardless of whether Zelina wins?
3: You're right about that. There's really nothing.
2: Not one thing. You still can get it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You could could do like, see, Becky is like what Ariel's been doing. Every song that we've come back to has been about money. And uh, the next one I need to hear is don't, 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 money, money, money. Come I gotta hear it. Uh, but, like, Becky Lynch is money, y'all. She could, You can could put her name on the card and it's gonna sell. She's good. She's built. She's Teflon. Charlotte called herself Teflon, so is Becky. You can put their names on the banner and people are gonna put asses in seats. They're gonna put asses in seats. So, if you want real Ripley and Becky, you can get it. Don't have to do it through money in the bank.
3: Do you think that we're underestimating Trish Stratus here? The possibility of Trish Stratus taking the victory? Because I feel no, like we might be.
2: I don't think so. I think Trish knows her role. She's She's there to give life, to build for the future, and... Building from the future is not always from the front. Sometimes you gotta, to push somebody, you gotta be where? In the back. To propel people forward. And that's that's what a role is.
3: Hey everyone, Jen Piacente here, host of Sticks and Stacks, the podcast that brings you the very best action from the world of hockey and baseball. Each week, myself, Sean Drotar, and Nate Lundy will bring you our best picks and talk you through the props, bets, and fantasy advice that can help you become the best fantasy manager in your league or even just help you win some money. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. And what we got here last night on SmackDown was a nice little confrontation. We had Roman Reigns going out there, clearly pissed at all the events that have have unfolded. And he's basically going out there, putting himself over like he usually does. The Usos finally come out and we, yeah, exactly, maybe, maybe. And the Usos come out and we kind of get, we see them give Roman Reigns a little bit of a taste of his own medicine because in the past we have seen Roman Reigns try to turn Jimmy and Jay against one another. But this time we saw Jay and Jimmy do that to Roman and Solo because Jay and Jimmy both tell Roman Reigns that they do not want to be the next tribal chief. They then suggest the idea of it being Solo Secoa. And during this moment, you have this realization from Roman where he looks at Solo and kind of laughs at the idea, really not taking it at all seriously, which was a little bit insulting to Solo Secoa. If I'm Solo, I would be insulted. And this then led to a brawl between them because Jimmy superkicks Roman Reigns, Solo goes after the Usos, and then you get a pull apart from the security. And that's pretty much how we end up closing out Friday Night SmackDown what did you make of what we saw here and are you much more excited or are you about the same level of excitement when it comes to this match at uh money in the bank
2: uh denise i'm 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 more than excited um just the thought and possibilities of what can happen uh in this match tonight with the civil war and roman and sokoa uh the usos and any other interactions which I think there will be some other interactions uh, dealing with the family. Um, I really enjoyed the fact that the Usos came out and did what they did with Roman Reigns and the way that they turned it on his ear and made Roman um, look at Sokoa like, what? Get out of here. Like, you know, he ain't ready and Sokoa is giving dissension in between those two guys. Because at the end of the day, just like the Uso said, and like everybody knows, Sokoa is the little brother of Jimmy and Jay. He's not Roman's brother. In the Civil War, maybe the Fatu. Sokoa joins Jimmy and Jay. And the anointing, Roman's family, comes into play. And he's like, now I have my real bloodline. That like, you're my bloodline by marriage. This is my true bloodline. Because they got enough cut. Listen, it is a ton of them. A ton of offense seekers' sons and nephews. There's a lot that can happen, and all we got to do is, after this show, get your snacks ready, (laughs) take a little nap, and turn it on and see what happens because tonight is going to be a night for the ages.
3: What are the chances of Solo Sokoa turning on Roman Reigns tonight?
2: High probability. I would say above 60%.
3: Really? You think they would do it tonight? Oh, yeah. Or do you think, because I kind of feel like, I know this sounds weird to say too soon, considering how long the story has been going. I don't know if too soon is the right word, but I just, I don't know. I feel like we can still get a little bit more from there, a little bit more speculation of like, maybe they can really, really build up to the moment of like, when is Solo Sokoa finally going to say enough is enough?
2: You, you know what? The only way that it doesn't happen, but I still think there's going to be some uh, some new family um, introduced and then maybe down the lines, Solo is like Darth Vader like I can't I just can't watch the Emperor kill my son and then he finally says you know what enough is enough let me help my brothers but I, I think that it's going to be the opposite I think that tonight will be the night and they'll do it really fast because Roman is going to bring in his family.
1: Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at nine AM Eastern on Sirius XM foundation channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash trial to start your free trial today.